This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! This is episode three of I Am Gotham, and yes, we are back. Let's go ahead a discussion with uh, Nick from Nerdy Legion and Mike from A Million Other Podcasts. Uh, about the latest arc of Batman. And while that will be released as an episode of the Nerd Legion podcast, I thought it'd be uh, I thought it'd be interesting to put it in this feed as well. This podcast will be back this coming week with six new episodes. So thank you all for being patient with me. It's been uh, it's been a little hectic. I know I do a lot of podcasts, but uh, this podcast takes quite a bit of work uh, to record and prepare. And uh, unlike the other ones where I just show up and act like an asshole so enjoy this uh this episode and uh let me know what you think about the latest arc you can find me on twitter at geekvine email hello at nerdreligion.com because i'm very curious enjoy the show so uh, what's daryl eating spaghetti is that what he's doing i haven't heard from daryl all day he uh he he messaged me on facebook earlier trying to drop some x-men knowledge on me oh. and i was like listen here fool you're not even reading the book <laughs> yeah he is reading it he just grumpy he's like grumpy like me and you are with batman <laughs> i think he would be grumpy with batman don't tell him i said this but well he'll listen to this and then he'll yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean it, it it's like he can't be critical of it no, he can't. I was gonna say, and, and he would. He, I think he would claim bullshit, but he he's making excuses in his mind for some of the the things that are wrong. If it was an X Men comic and it wasn't, and Charles Soule was writing it, he would definitely say, "What the fuck is Batman slitting his wrist for? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Goddamn letter! What is he crying about?" emo batman mike dude I, i've tried man like i read it and i didn't like it and ronnie and aaron were talking about it on rebirthically so i was like you know what i'll, I'll reread it and of course daryl got pissed at me he's like you mother effer like i've been telling you to reread it because you're missing something and they tell you to reread it and i was like yeah because they made valid points they weren't like uh you're an asshole you're wrong yeah um so i reread it and i was like hey i'm still unsure i'm gonna leave it alone for a little bit so, you know what? I, I I do the same thing, Martin. And every time I read it more, it gets me angrier and angrier. So and, and I'm so, like, <laughs> so, so we get to tonight. I read it for the third time, all five issues, and I got done with it. And I was like, this fucking garbage. I can't even read this anymore. So yeah, I had a message. Uh, I, I, I read and, issue twelve like four times. <laughs> And I, every read, every read after, I just got madder and madder. I, I hated that issue. At least at the end, I think it had like the ventriloquist part. I, I enjoyed. Yeah, that was cool. And, and I, I enjoyed Punch and Jewel because they, they are like the Suicide Squad, Punch and Jewel. Right. But other than that. I don't need naked Bane flopping his dick all over the screen. He's got no dick. <laughs> yeah, just you you think it would be like in Spartacus, right? You know, like he'd have like Spartacus dick, you know, hanging dangling all over, but no, he's got like an in ears. He's got it tucked in or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, that panel was. I just posted it on Twitter not long ago, when yeah. uh, where Catwoman jumps on his back yeah. and whips him, and then Psycho uh-huh. Pirates like in the bottom corner, like staring up at his cock, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> I was ho- I was hoping that his dick would fall into Batman's mouth, because but... <laughs> his mouth is right there. But uh, yeah, I, I got done reading that uh, issue thirteen, so I sent Ronnie and Aaron a message. I was like, "Look, guys, I really tried. It's my third time. I just gotta say, I fucking hate it." And Aaron's like, "Oh man," he's like, "You didn't like issue 13 He's like, "That's the best one." I was like, Aaron, 13 was the worst fucking issue of all five. <laughs> I think 12 is mine. My 12 is my. That's a suicide one. <laughs> I, I hate that. Yeah, and it was super short, right? It was like tw- 11, 12 pages. Well, it was. Uh, if you read it digitally, it's 12 panels. Like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ah, uh, uh, upsetting. Maybe it'll read better in trade. The art's no, nice. no, it won't. That's what I told no. Aaron. No, I was like, because tonight I read it all five issues back to back, which I hadn't done yet. I was like, maybe this will make a difference. And I finished it and I was like, Aaron, if anybody reads this in trade, they're going to fucking be so pissed off that they wasted I, any fucking time reading this. I, 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 think, I think it's because we're looking at it a little different. I think people that look at it at a higher level, like they don't drill down into the characters or anything. If, if they just read it as a story, they'll be fine. But once you start to analyze what the hell's going on, it's it's very frustrating. And his, his mechanism of storytelling isn't like the vision. It's it's not it's not consistent across issues. Yeah. He switches he switches the voice like all over the place. Boom boom, <clears throat> and then. I also don't like the fact that they they have to work their way through all of these mercenaries who have machine guns, and there's like thousands of them. Yes. Well, why would if Bane doesn't want to, them to do anything, then why don't he like hire so many? Like, why would they all be out there shooting machine guns at the same time, and then he just got a fat lip? That's all he has is a fat lip. <laughs> like, fuck that. Well, and that, that didn't make These sense These mercenaries either. must be, like, the worst mercenaries ever. <laughs> yeah, it must they be, like, the Three Stooges, and they're poking <laughs> themselves in the eye. When they were, uh, when they were in the prison yard, there's there's got to be at least 100 dudes in that panel. Yeah, the first, the first story... When they when he first land, yeah, and then he and then when he's 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 making his way to Bane, mm-hmm. there, there's a ton of them and machine guns are firing and everything. They must be killing themselves. Like he's he's not that fast. <laughs> he must uh, still have like godlike abilities from the the Justice League crossover. Yeah, from the chair. The yeah, chair? yeah. Opia's chair must be guiding his way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of it was confusing. Some of it was the art, too, though. Um, like, I love Mikhail Janning's art. Oh, it's uh, beautiful. But, like, some of the panel layouts were kind of weird. You know? It was cinematic. Yeah, I think that's they what it is, yeah. Because, like, there was one uh, when he's climbing up the tower. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that, was, one, that was awesome. It looks awesome, but it, I was like, "God damn it!" He climbs all the top, all the way to the top of the tower just so he could dive in the water. What a fucking waste! 
<laughs> and I couldn't get off that page. I'm like, what? Well, man, that's beautiful. Look at him. He's climbing, climbing, climbing. Then he jumps off. Why don't he just go like parallel and then jump off at a lower level? Mm-hmm. Did he need to like have momentum to get deeper? I don't know. He's probably got something in his bat belt to pell him. <laughs> I know he has shark repellent. He sure does. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah, I don't know. There were there were there were issues. There were definitely issues. But they like it so that that's like I I don't think Ronnie and Aaron have the the thing that Campbell and and uh Daryl have. Like well, I don't think I don't think Daryl and, and Chris could ever say anything bad. That's the thing, right? I think they're slightly jaded. Maybe it's like, uh, hey, you put us in the book. We'll talk nice about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, if my comic sucks, I want you to tell me. Like when you read the guesser and say, God, this is <laughs> <horse> shit, man. <laughs> well, you know, what, what I was trying to tell Daryl is it's not like I think Tom's a bad writer. Uh, like I, I like his writing, and he's trying new things here. That mm-hmm. you know, some of it doesn't work for me, but some of it does. But just overall, it doesn't feel like a, a deep, a, as deep a story as I want. Um, and and the characterization is off on pretty much everybody, except maybe Ventriloquist. Yeah. And I'm so troubled, troubled by Catwoman being in Arkham she was in a ma- if she's killed 200 freaking people she'd be in a maximum security uh, prison in solitary confinement if she was violent yeah, they wouldn't I, send I her about into a, a place for the criminally insane because she was, she was in Blackgate and she was yeah. raising hell in Blackgate so they put her in Arkham which doesn't make sense cause... You, would have to be, you would have to be deemed insane right and you're you're on death row according to the first issue or something. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And see that that piece confused me too because at at first I thought it was Bane narrating the story. I did too. And then I realized it was Catwoman when they started talking yep. about the orphanage and all that stuff, and I was like, okay, it's not Bane. I can't tell the voice. I I, I would hope I I would hope that the letterer whoever draws the boxes mm-hmm. would at least color code them with a little bat in the corner to say, hey, Batman's talking now, Catwoman's talking, because I I he switches so much mm-hmm. that it's confusing as hell. Yep. 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 That's true. And it may work good in like a uh, a movie because you would you would have the actor's voice going there but you're reading it sequentially and i i i just i i hated the fact that we have this adventure scene where you're going towards bane fighting off all these dudes and he's reading a love letter to catwoman (laughs) saying oh god my parents would laugh at me everybody would laugh at me because i'm wearing a bat suit you know, it, it just sounded terrible. It was, the worst, it was the worst letter ever. And I'm like, if this is really Selena, she'd read this and say, what? You know, grow some balls, dude. You know, this is awful letter. Well, that happens even on, on that last issue, issue 13, when they're on the boat 
uh, yeah. going off to you know rendezvous with the the bat submarine. Um, like that that bring, that comes up, and he's like, "No, I can't." He's like, um, I, I, "What is it? I'm trying to find the damn panel now." Uh, but something like, "I'm good, and you're bad, and we just can't do this. We're not good for each other." Yeah. Like the whole thing is so super emo. Yeah. <laughs> so super emo i want my emo friend to read this because once he reads it and i can confirm that i think it's emo then uh then i i said i would go back and say batman's not emo if he says it's not emo because he's into emo Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm I'm dying for him to read it i found it nick i know you haven't read this yet no, but I love it. <laughs> so they're on, they're on this boat, which, by the way, the boat is awesome because Punching and Jewel made it with bubble gum, <laughs> and I love that. Like the whole dude, like Punching and Jewel are by far the best thing in this arc. Yeah, um, and the ventriloquist is not bad. Yeah, the ventriloquist isn't bad. But uh, so they they're chewing gum and they like combine their gum <laughs> to make this <laughs> lifeboat. Wow! Um, and a they're bubble off, boat. Yeah, a bubble <laughs> boat. They're off in the ocean. Right. Batman and Catwoman kiss, and she's like, "The pain." He's like, "I know, but we can't." It's like General Hospital, bro. <laughs> did, did he have his shirt off but his cowl on? <laughs> oh, kind of like a Neil Adams. Yeah, where his, <laughs> where his chest was all hairy. Yeah. No, but you know what? But his freaking cowl is fixed. Because when he's in Santa Frisca and they beat the shit out of him, his hair is like all popping out of the cowl, and it's like torn in half. And now he's on the boat and he's got like a fresh cowl. <laughs> he got it on the bubble boat. He's got a stock. <laughs> he's got a stock of uh, new cowls there. You know, you know Daryl's going to send this to Tom and make him listen to it. He's going to be like, these <laughs> motherfuckers. I hope he doesn't, though, because from what they – if Tom gets all – I don't want to influence his writing because we hate something. Because people true. people do love love his stuff, so let them continue to love it. You know, I I just – I think I have valid reasons for not liking it. And it's not and, like I I haven't given it a shot. I've read each issue four or five times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> except I, I get angrier. <laughs> I haven't read one Tom King Batman yet, but when Martin says that he's trying to do something completely different with Batman, that's sort of you don't really need to do. That's like doing something completely different with Spider Man. You sort of don't have to. Like. Y- for me, as long as there's a touchstone of Peter Parker and why I like Spider-Man within there, like I, I need something to be able to come back and touch base and like, oh, this is the same character that I remember. Hmm. You don't have to take him in a 180 direction. Yeah, but see, the good thing about Batman, though, is every writer can inject their own thing into him yeah. and, and kind of make it work. But you don't have to reinvent the wheel, is my well, point. Well, and so that's the thing. Like, I, I've been thinking about this because I got – so I got this book. Uh, it's called Batman and Psychology, A Dark and Stormy Night, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it pretty much goes through, like, the whole rogues gallery and Batman and all the Robins. Um, talks about, like, their mental state and, like, all the psychological mumbo-jumbo. Like, some of it's a little out there for me. Um, but it's it's really interesting to to hear some of the stuff that they talk about, um, and you know, there one of the chapters I was reading was about 
you know, does Batman have PTSD? And I think ultimately that was kind of my the original reason why I didn't like the story was because even though we've had you know tons of different people work on Batman, ultimately like the that origin story and his mental state afterwards have always been kind of the same, right? Like pretty much young Bruce kind of dies when his parents get killed and he sort of becomes bad. Like he has to obviously train and, you know, perfect his body or whatever the hell uh, in his mind to, to become actually become Batman. Um, but at that point, like he, he is Batman, right? Um, and, and never in the thousands of Batman books that I've read, have I ever felt like, he hadn't overcome that very early on. So I know, like, we don't have Bruce Wayne stories from when he was a kid until he's an adult, um, or at least older. So, I mean, maybe this happened. It could have happened. It's a different perspective. It's weird because the way Tom writes it, it's almost like he's asking for forgiveness from his mom and father. And... Like, am, are you proud of me? And it, it starts with Batman Rebirth right. when he's on that plane. Right, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah so in issue one, he, he's like, you know, Alfred, would they be proud of me? Blah, blah, blah. And and here it's the same. It's like, you know, his parents, he, he's he's writing this letter that they think is ridiculous that he's in a bat suit and he's committed his life to fighting crime in, in this suit and everybody would laugh at him and it just it just came across really weird to me like it, it just it's just bizarre well it, it also like, like even the tv show like you, you break down gotham i don't know if you're caught up yeah i am but but this is little bruce yes I, and, and i know this is elseworld batman right this is it's totally different and the timelines are not right but the spirit of the characters are really there mm-hmm. i mean if, if you don't see it you're probably not a batman fan because the spirit is there the penguin is the penguin. The Riddler's the Riddler. Bruce is Bruce. Catwoman's Catwoman. I mean, it's it, it it's all there. And Bruce from the beginning of the show is driven. Like he's already he he's already kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. Like he he doesn't want to live the life of a kid anymore. Right. He's he's already become an adult. You know, Commissioner Gordon. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Gordon. He's not commissioner, but he's a cop. Is, is constantly trying to remind him that he's a kid, and so is Alfred, and it just ain't happening. You mm-hmm. know, they tell him to do one thing, and he doesn't do it. And it just seems really weird how he's 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 approaching this, and and maybe other people understand that, but my brain just can't wrap my wrap around it. And then I've had Daryl explain this to me like I don't know twelve different times, and I still don't buy it. I, I just can't buy it. <laughs> Well, so what's his explanation? Because he always gives me the runaround, and that's why I was trying to get him on so we could talk about it. <clears throat> well, his uh, he he talks about like the suicide thing is like he really did physically cut his wrists, but not to kill himself. He he did it to say, I'm I'm grown up now. I'm I'm no longer Bruce Wayne. I am Batman. And having said that, either way. 
and you could interpret the cutting of the wrists either way. You know, I keep thinking of Depeche Mode's blasphemous rumors. Every time I, every time I, every time I read this, I want to see yeah. blasphemous rumors. If you don't, you know, uh, when he, it says girl at 18, whole life of head over slashed her wrist, bored with life. You know, I just want to replace Bruce in there, slashed his wrist, bored with life. And then, you know, instead of the mother crying, it'd be Alfred. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> And um, it it just it just seems so emo. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like wh- when I hear somebody cutting their wrist, like I-, I automatically think a suicide attempt. Yes. Right. Like I don't think like oh let me cut myself and see what happens. Or 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 cut myself to see to 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 how are you gonna know it's gonna stop? Right. <laughs> right. Like a cry for help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cry, cry for help. And Suicide's a serious thing. It is. Absolutely. It is. And I mean, I know people that have <laughs> attempted things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I could never get in those shoes because I've never had those feelings where I felt like I had to do that. You know. Right. Depression. Uh, but and and that's why it bothers me with Batman is like to me Batman is, you know, like the ultimate survivor, right? Like he went through. I would assume losing you both your parents like that would be the most traumatic thing, right? Like I lost my mom years ago to cancer and like that by itself was really tough on me. Yeah. Right. Like luckily I still have my dad, mm-hmm. um, but losing my mom was tough enough and I could only imagine, and I was older, you know, I was already in my twenties. Um, I could only imagine being, you know, eight, 10 years old, like Bruce was and losing both parents. Like, Not only that, but witnessing it and then feeling some semblance of guilt because you had them go see the Zorro movie with, you know. Right, right, yeah. and then and then you and then you leave because they they leave because you're you're scared. Yeah. Right. So you're there because of you, and you leave because of you, and all of a sudden, like everything is pretty much your fault. Like I totally get that. I get that guilt, but I've I've never felt like he didn't overcome a lot of that you know like that's what made batman batman like he's he's a badass he's the ultimate badass right and so to me he had overcome some of this and yeah like there's some lingering effect that i i I expect that right like to me i think batman is one of the few characters that for me feels real okay like 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 a, almost like a real person. Like I know it's a comic, guys. So don't don't get me wrong. Uh, until he launches some Omax into <laughs> satellites yeah. into space and uh, yes. kills about <laughs> thousands of people. Becomes a vampire. <laughs> All right, so some of the stories maybe not. But you know, like in, in terms of the way, no, no, in, in terms, terms of, of his personality and the way he would react to things. Yes, I and I, I think agree. I think that's true of a lot of the supporting cast too, like even the the, the villains. You know, they're they're all very human, um, or at least some weird aspect of of, of real human. Um, and just and and this just didn't it didn't give me that. I was like, well, you know, for the twenty five thirty years I've been reading Batman, he's always been this badass that no matter what happens, he finds a way to get through it and learns from it, becomes better as a result of it. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that he tried to kill himself. Yeah. You know? And so that kind of, it ruins my perspective of Batman. You know? Because to me, like, 
I would love to be Batman. Like even now, as a thirty-five-year-old man, I would love to be Batman. You know. But but everyone has you know things in their closet. Do you know what I'm saying? Everyone has secrets. Absolutely, absolutely. So maybe that's just an aspect that was never shown. I mean, he is he is he is badass in this story arc because he does go to Santa Presca with with this band of crazies <laughs> to uh try to take down bane mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he does achieve it like even catwoman says oh he does it because he's batman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know she even has a line in there <clears throat> yeah but see by that point when but she i don't said- even like the bronze tiger stuff like no. i like the bronze i like the bronze tiger at the beginning when they first fought yeah yeah that was pretty badass but then the way he was betrayed in the final issue i didn't like that yeah they they yeah. made him a like almost a drug user like he's addicted to the same thing that Bane is addicted to. Well, see, I thought I thought that particular scene was more to trick Bane than anything else. Maybe it was. Maybe I had to go read it a fifth time. Because <laughs> because you know Cat so Catwoman pretends to betray the whole team to get on Bane's good side, which that didn't make sense to me to begin with because. Bane's Bane's a fucking smart dude. Oh like, yeah. I don't feel like Bane would fall for that. Um, Everybody thinks, you know, like they talk about Bane as being like um, a, a guy in a wrestler mask that's pumped up in venom, but he he was written very very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the team that he had, the Bird guy, and you know, early on in Nightfall and yep. stuff, very strategic. Yeah. And uh, he would always try to outthink, just like Batman would, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just so weird saying, you know, I'm I'm gonna capture the psycho pirate to tell me I'm brave, to tell me I'm strong. You yeah, know I, emo Bane. It's just weird. And then he wanted Batman to to succumb to that, to say. Okay, Batman, say that you're brave, that you want to be strong, you know, and then you need, you, you need, you 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 grew up in a prison and you need Psycho Pirate to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. Well, and so the the his reasoning is that he's not on Venom anymore, right? And so supposedly the Venom is what was keeping him from having these feelings. But I don't buy that either. I mean, the kid was in jail. When did he kill the first guy? He was like five or six years old. When he killed the first inmate. Yeah. Right? So, I don't buy that he needed the Venom to do anything to him, physically or psychologically. Like, Well, even when he was... He's, I, it's hard to uh, not think of all the stories that were pre-52 where he didn't have the Venom. True. Because, um, man, my brain just melds it all in. Because... Uh, we really don't know what was true and what was not mm-hmm. because they, they say, okay, this happened in five years and X, Y, and Z kind of happened, but we didn't tell you exactly how it happened. Right. So it's really weird to not tell your brain to say, well, I think that nightfall happened. I think that all this stuff contagion and all this stuff happened because you didn't tell me it didn't. Well, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you have to assume that it did. <laughs> Because Bane mentions in this book that he broke Batman's back. Yeah. 
And that's the but, reason but why. I, I, I'm just saying there's a progression of Bane. Yeah. And it even goes to Secret Six. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you read Secret Six when he was part of that group where he was more or less a good guy, um, how do you know that's not canon? You don't. You don't. As a reader, because they never to- told us what's true in Batman and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And they left Superman really vague, too. I mean, even when it was the other Superman. Right, right, right. In my head, it's all canon. Unless there's an Elseworlds. Well, the Superman it. is all in canon because it's the other Superman. Because it's, yeah, it's the 352 <laughs> Superman. So, so they, they wrote themselves to explain that. And then we still have that Watchmen thing going on. So, you know, I, I could see how some people are saying, well, this is a different Batman. This is – it's just hard not to take everything. Like, I never stopped reading Batman, just like you, Martin. Yeah, I, yeah. I – always read batman and uh it it, it, i don't know it feels kind of weird it feels very weird it feels very off and then and then i I think as a writer he's throwing me off with the different tones the different voices you know would it help if if those boxes were color-coded well if they were color-coded they would help but he changes the voice in every issue Okay, this for, is for the same character. Letter. This is Batman's letter. It, mm. it, it, and I don't. I'm not a fan of when you're showing me something like you're showing me this action, action scene. Like I want to know what Batman's thinking as he's fighting through these guys that can't hit shit. Mm-hmm. I, I want to mm. know what his what he's what his brain process is. I don't want him reading me a letter to Catwoman about <laughs> him slitting his wrists because it takes me out of the action. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading Selena. this action scene. I'm reading this action scene, and I'm reading a suicide letter. It it doesn't make sense. Well, and that goes back to when we're talking about the art. Maybe it's written very cinematically, also, because I mean you see that kind of thing in movies all the time, where like you'll you'll see whatever the some kind of like they're breaking into a bank, okay, and at the time that that's happening, like the main guy that's breaking into the bank is writing a letter to his wife explain it to her why he's breaking into the bank. Yeah. Like, you see that kind of thing all the time in movies. But in movies, it works because you can hear the actor narrating those lines. Or you actually see the movement uh, or facial structures of the character. Absolutely. Just like Omega Man. He did this thing where you had the bad alien, and you would never know what he said. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I could see that working in film, but when he was showing me nine freaking panel page of the alien talking in an alien speak and you don't <laughs> see what he's saying it drove me it drove me crazy yeah <laughs> it's it's almost like he's he's writing in a different medium and i know he's an author you know like he's written books yeah sure and, and he's probably a fan of film and it's he's like merging too but it, it comes across differently it really does for me, for me as a comic book reader. Well, you know, and I think some of those things could be easily fixed. Like, you know, with the lettering for one, yeah, add color or put the little logo or whatever. Or, like, even just start the book showing me Catwoman writing this letter. Yeah. Okay, and so then throughout the book you can follow that this type of word bubble is the letter that's being written. And this type of word bubble is, you know, whatever the, the dialogue is at the moment in the scene. 
it, it's weird because what he's actually doing something that okay you have Bendis who who decompresses stories mm-hmm. he's doing the opposite he's doing the <laughs> the extreme other end where he he's making like I am suicide only like five issues and and it it's trying to tell so so much that he's combining scenes right yeah so so instead of stretching out stuff he's combining two scenes into one and your your brain is trying to absorb two so if you can do that and you you like that then then that's probably working for you if if you, you want to i actually read both story arcs but, to, but what is it i am gotham and then the this so i am suicide I am suicide yep yeah so the I, I even said this when I Am Gotham came out, that I felt it should have been another five issues. And I felt like this one was, should have been another five. It like just – it's too compressed. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to do too much, and it's and my, my brain is getting distracted with it, whereas everybody else I think is, oh, wow, this is adrenaline. It's going <sighs> – I'm very single-threaded. <laughs> I'm a I'm a software guy, um, and I like if somebody's talking to me while I'm writing code, mm-hmm. I can't hear a word they're saying. It sounds like <laughs> the peanuts, you know. It's wah wah wah. <laughs> if if I'm watching a TV program and Barb's talking to me, I can only absorb the TV program or Barb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to make a decision, and sometimes I make the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't help that I'm deaf in one ear, so <laughs> have one good ear. But Mike, thanks for uh thanks for throwing out uh talking about I am Gotham. Uh coming back with six new episodes soon. So <laughs> thanks for roping that back in. This Alex. might end up being one of them. Who even knows anymore? <laughs> We we don't know what show this is till the end, so. <laughs> no idea. That's why I didn't launch into interrupting and launching into "Hey, welcome to X Y Z." Oh yeah, yeah. You normally ruin the shows with your intros. No, I try <laughs> to bring it back on track. No, no, no. We've already decided we don't need to do that. Welcome to Gotham by Geeks, everyone. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Oh, just <laughs> oh, to wait, Mike. God. We ha- we we recorded an episode of uh, Nerdy Legion Retrocast. <laughs> that's fun <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's our new thing we just steal everybody else's show ideas <laughs> I will say about what, what you were mentioning Martin about wanting to see the person writing at the beginning Yeah, yeah. I actually like whether they do it on TV or comics mm-hmm. when it is a letter and that's the narration device. And in your head, you assume it's whoever, uh, Bruce Wayne. And then at the end, the cam, the the art. Why well, I always say camera because I'm picturing it as a as a movie. Uh, the art pulls back, and all of a sudden you realize, oh my god, it's Alfred writing that. And then it all of a sudden, like the puzzle pieces that once was like put together perfectly because you assumed it was Bruce sort of came undone because all of a sudden you realized it was Alfred. That really works hmm. well in, in in movies, I think. Yeah. In the comic page, it doesn't work so much unless you want to read the same damn book over and over again four or five times and figure <laughs> out 
Well, no, it ha- but it has to make sense. It can't be more than like two or three voices going. Like I like when at the end of a comic, it's like, what, 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 what? Hold on. So now, like, I have to rejigger everything in my head to be yeah. able to make sense of it. I sort of like that because that's a neat little like M Night Shyamalan twist to it. Yeah, and he just kept repeating the same thing. He almost sounded like Groot, like Baby Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> He oh, was like, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your back from yes. issue one. I'm gonna break your back, issue two, issue three. I want to break your back. I'm gonna break your back. I'm gonna break your back. Every issue, I heard the same thing over and, did, and over. Did Bruce respond by, "I am the knight"? <laughs> Every time. No, no, that like, was oh, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. That was Bruce. That was he's, like, he's like, Bane. I'm not here to hurt you. I want like a pirate. If you don't give him to me, I'm gonna break your back. Back. And then, like two pages later, same thing. Oh, my God. Actually, break your back. That's the Come only on. dialogue he had that entire issue. That's oh, why I love that. I, I posted like one cartoon where somebody has baby Groot with Batman and they're just fighting over, you know, he goes, I'm Batman. And he goes, I am Groot. <laughs> I'm Batman. I am Groot. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm totally with you, dude. I, uh,. I've never seen a writer destroy more vehicles in so many few issues. <laughs> Three bat planes and one Batmobile plus one everything was destroyed in Justice League. So. <laughs> That's why they need a bubblegum lifeboat. I just want to know who the contractor is for Batman that could put this stuff together that fast. <laughs> I got to say, Mike, after listening to you talk about that on your other podcast <laughs> and how you explained it to Barb, I found <laughs> I found that so funny that I was explaining that story to my wife and her eyes glazed <laughs> over halfway through, too. So. <laughs> I get Barb involved in... When I when I get frustrated with the Tom King books, <laughs> because I'm like, I want her to see if she sees it. So I'll like I'll like show her the paint panels. Like I, I did the same thing when a Mega Man came out and the aliens. I'm like, Barb, this works good on film, doesn't it? But man, it sure doesn't work good on this night panel grid. <laughs> see, I used to I used to tell my wife. Look, I don't have anyone to talk to about this, and I'm so frustrated by this. Just let me talk for two minutes and just listen. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go on and, like, vomit out all of my, like, confusion or disgust. And now, as soon as I start in, she'll stop me halfway through, and she's like, don't you have a podcast you can just tell this to somebody? The thing that they don't understand, though, like Barb does, like when I get Barb involved, it's because I need to talk about it now i don't want to like talk about it two days from now the emotion is happening right now (laughs) i I need to vent and i can't vent to somebody i'm going to talk to barb (laughs) and i do the same i do the same thing when i'm reading a comic book and i'm crying i'm in tears and i'm like barb look what I get so frustrated. It feels like my skin's vibrating. Like I just have to tell somebody. I'm like, just somebody freaking listen, because it's just driving me crazy. <laughs> <sighs> See, that's why we do so many podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. I haven't cried. Well, I came close on crying on one, but I pulled myself back. <laughs> 